This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. And uh, welcome to Monday, you sick, twisted freak. Tomorrow is election day. I just want you to know it's no big deal. You know, if you, you know, you just forget tomorrow. You're like, I don't want to. I, I, gee, I forgot to vote. It's no big deal. It's just, you know, just the whole idea of electricity that might be at stake. Here's Joe Biden over the weekend. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is they're going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted the coal-fired electric on. Wow, he's insane. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. Wow. That's and having wind and solar. Oh, that's great. That's great. And then, and then, and then let's not forget, he's also said this. This idea that they don't have oil to drill and to bring up is simply not true. This piece of the Republicans talking about Biden shut down feels wrong. Thank you, thank you. No more drilling. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. No more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. No, I... Yeah, she's saying there's still drilling going on. They're still that was before I was president. We're trying to work on that. Okay, so he's still trying to. And and remember, what happens when we get rid of our coal fire plants and everything else? We learn from Barack Obama. Under my plan uh, of a cap and trade system, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket. So don't worry about the vote tomorrow. Ah, sleep in. All right, we begin in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Warren. He wrote in about his dog. He says, our dog absolutely loves rough greens uh, and can't wait to attack her food bowl bowl when she's fed. I have to tell you, that is sometimes Uno will be running so fast, he'll slide and pound into the wall. And then he'll, and he's about 110 pounds pound into the wall then he like tries to get grip on the (laughs) tile floor and he attacks his food bowl 
Warren, thank you so much for writing in. I'm glad your dog uh, loves uh, Rough Greens as much as uh, my dog does. This is not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, and you sprinkle it on the food. Uh, And watch the difference over the next year, Warren. Watch the difference in your dog. I thought Uno was healthy. And then after about three, four months of feeding him Rough Greens, I saw the difference. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Okay. All righty. So let's, let's begin here. NBC News pulled a report on Friday that claimed House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband didn't let on that he was in danger when cops showed up at his home just prior to the hammer attack on him. Now, here is a longtime NBC reporter. You won't find this anywhere. It has been erased. I thought the Internet was forever. Luckily, our servers are forever. Here's the report. Craig, good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer after tackling the suspect. Wait, stop. Why was that pulled? NBC just said because it didn't live up to their high standards of reporting. Really? What was wrong with it? Well, he just got that whole part of the story wrong. They didn't even say that. They didn't even no, say. No, 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 no. But that's what they're alluding to. They're alluding to. They're it alluding didn't, to. It didn't read. Well, I don't even know if that's it. I think what they're saying maybe is the source they got. They don't deem reliable. Uh-huh. They they don't know if the uh-huh. information is correct. But uh-huh. they're not saying it's wrong. Yeah. They're, so they're not saying that. Uh, so I, I I think this is just another uh, Hunter Biden laptop thing. This is screwing with the election again. Um, first of all. We don't know, but we do know that officers said in the affidavit, someone opened the door for them. Okay, so we know that. And I said to you last week, who's the someone that opened the door? Was there a third person there? That's how it was first reported that there were there's somebody else opened the door. And that didn't make sense. And then wait a minute. Who opened the door then? 
Well, we find out from this report that Paul Pelosi opened the door. Now, if you're in trouble, you uh, stay with the police. Or you say, this man has entered my home. Instead, he opened the door and then went back to the guy. And he was holding a hammer. And that's when Paul Pelosi grabbed the hammer and there was a struggle for it. Now, this doesn't make any sense at all. Something else that doesn't make sense. Now, this could just be the San Francisco police are so bad. But they had no idea that that house was for the speaker of the house. That is absolutely impossible unless the uh, uh, the people, you know, at dispatch didn't tell them, but I'll bet you it goes up on their screen. There's no way that house, you type in that address at the police and it doesn't come up with some sort of red font that says speaker of the house. There's no way. No way. Uh, it, they even kind of tried to do the work of coming up with an excuse for some of this in the report. They said, well, you know, we don't know what his mental state was at the time. We don't know if he was already injured. Right? Like, if he got knocked on the head by a hammer a few times, who knows how he's acting, right? Like, there's, they're trying to come up with an excuse in the report. And even that wasn't enough for NBC News. So here's another part of the story. The man accused of breaking into House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's house and attacking her husband with a hammer could be deported from the U.S. after he is released from custody. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, lodged an immigration detainer on the 42-year-old Canadian national, uh, the DHS told NBC in a statement. Now, hang on just a second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's being deported? And is it after he serves time or after he's uh, released from custody? Now, those might mean the same thing, but are the police going to release him like they're releasing everyone else? Well, you just come on back. Just come on back. We'll, you know, just call, call us and we'll tell you when to be in court. Is that is that what's happening this time? And how come he's being deported without murdering somebody? And it doesn't seem like you can get anyone else to get up on ICE's radar. Now, there's a story from the New York Times. How Republicans fed a misinformation loop about the Pelosi attack. The New York Times. I mentioned in this. Within hours of the brutal attack last month, Paul Pelosi, the husband of the Speaker of the House, activists and media outlets on the right began circulating groundless claims, nearly all of them sinister and many homophobic, casting doubt on what had happened. Okay, wait a minute. Um, I'm in this story. They say that I was casting doubt on this. Really? Because I was asking logical questions. Who? opened the door who some republican officials quickly joined in rushing to suggest that the bludgeoning of the uh of the speaker's husband by a suspect obsessed with right-wing conspiracy theories was something else altogether dismissing it as an inside job a lover's quarrel or worse or worse what's worse the misinformation came from all levels of republican politics u.s senator 
um, said this. A Republican congressman said this. Uh, Donald Trump said blah, blah, blah. The flood of falsehoods is showed is, sh- is showed how ingrained misinformation has become inside the GOP, where the reflexive response of the rank and file, even a few prominent figures to anything that might cast a negative light on the right is to deflect it with more fictional claims, creating a vicious cycle that muddies facts, shifts blame and minimizes violence. First of all, my first response was, if this comes from the left or the right, it must be condemned and they must be punished. So there is no fictional story there. My first response was that and pray for Paul Pelosi. So they go on to say that we have so many falsehoods and it's ingrained in us. May I just ask the New York Times, how many of these stories did you publish? Did you publish and lead the charge on Russian collusion? Did you publish the neo-Nazis are fine people lies? Did you publish and stand by Jussie Smollett? How about the Bubba Wallace garage pull? Or the Covington kids? Or the Governor Whitmer kidnapping plot? Or the Kavanaugh rape? Or the Trump P-tape? I remember reading all of these. All of these. Sometimes for months in your newspaper or the covid lab leak is just a conspiracy theory or the border agents that were on horses that were whipping migrants or trump saved nuclear secrets at mar-a-lago the steel dossier did you print the russian bounties on the u.s soldiers in afghanistan or that trump said drinking bleach would fight covid or the Muslim travel ban, or Hunter Biden's laptop was just disinformation from Russia. Did you print any of these? Liberals, did you believe any of these? How about Andrew Cuomo was the best in COVID leadership? Or Trump build cages for migrant kids? Or uh, Trump overfed koi fish in Japan. Build back better will pay for itself. The Trump tax cuts benefited only the rich. Cloth masks prevent COVID. If you get if you get vaccinated, you won't catch COVID and you won't spread it to others. How about the SUV killed parade marchers? Not the guy behind the wheel, but the SUV. Uh, Trump used tear gas to clear uh, clear a crowd for a Bible photo Uh, that don't say gay was actually in a bill. How about the Putin price hike? Did you guys print that or ivermectin is horse dewormer and not for humans Uh, or the mostly peaceful protests of BLM or I love this one. Trump overpowered Secret Service for the wheel of the beast. Or Officer Sicknick was murdered by protesters. January 6th was a well-planned insurrection. Or BYU students hurled racist insults at Duke volleyball player. And now we have our democracy is under threat. My gosh, you're right. This disinformation thing is really coming from the right. It's a really amazing list. It's an amazing list.
And, you know, this particular case, too, what's really frustrating about this is even when you read the New York Times story that you, that mentioned you with no evidence that you did any of the things, just just a line that said that you did them <laughs> right. without explaining what you did or what how did. you did wrong. Yeah. But like, all, even in their story and their telling of it, the, the things that they're saying are misinformation. Like, for example, the guy was uh, seen in his underwear when he was found. Right. Comes from a mainstream media source that yes. was from a Fox affiliate. Yes. In the area. <gasps> um, and and then you had uh, the bigger one, which this NBC News uh, the thing that we did from the Today Show. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're saying, well, look, look at these conspiracies Re- Republicans are spreading. Well, this information came from mainstream sources. The Today Show thing that we played at the beginning of the show is not a flippant off the top of their head comment. There are graphics for the quotes for each one of the things he's saying. All of these things had to go through an executive producer, had to go through edit, had to go through art. All of it. Yeah. All of it. So it's not like something that was said off the cuff. Right. And, th- and that's the thing. Like a local Fox affiliate, okay, they, they say something, they retract it a few hours later. Maybe you could say that was just a mistake, bad source or whatever. This was a full-fledged, produced NBC News report that aired on the Today Show that went through the not right-wing source called NBC News and all of the layers of crap you have to do to get something on the air on that channel. Hmm. I mean, this is something that they were sure of until they were told they shouldn't be sure of it. I don't... Are you are you bringing up a new conspiracy theory? <laughs> I guess so. Back in just a second, <laughs> LifeLock. Cyber criminals you never think would be the, you know type of upstanding um, citizens who would mess with members of the military. I mean, you know, sure, they're going to be dishonorable and all other things, but not the military, right? Yeah, shockingly, uh, they are that deep of scumbags. Active military personnel and veterans are actually prime targets now for cyber thieves. Military ID lists uh, are a lot of times tied to Social Security numbers, and once you have that, you're off to the races. It is important to understand how each one of us is a target. Everything we do is online and there are cybercrime. It just grows exponentially and it's always changing, which means nobody can prevent it all because they're always thinking of new ways. However, there is one uh, subscription that you should get and you'll get 25 percent off. And it will give you both the preventative measure to keep you safe. And if they miss anything, access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. So join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code Beck at 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code Beck. Again, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or lifelock.com. Promo code Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, let me give you a couple of other things. <clears throat> now, this is not the mainstream media. This is only NBC. So this, you know, the NBC is talking uh, about, you know, how we are so bad. But I want you to hear this. Um, <clears throat> last night, the president, Joe Biden, returned his earlier claim that his political opponents uh, are fascists st- seeking to establish authoritarianism in the United States. 
While the hellish red uh, background is gone from the controversial Philadelphia address, the message remains. A vote for the GOP is a vote against democracy. Okay, so they're talking, you know, on a show called All In with Chris Hayes. Don't know it. Never saw it. Don't know who Chris Hayes is, really. Um, And they were talking about, you know, how democracy is at stake. Six nights from now, I'm quoting, we could all be discussing violence all over the country. There are signs that may happen, and may God forbid, that the losers will be declared winners by fraudulent election officers or secretary of state candidates or governors or state legislatures or the dog catcher or just somebody off the street. Okay, listen to how many people and they're accusing us of election denier. We could be six days away from losing our rule of law and losing a situation where we all have elections that we can rely on. You know, those are the foundation stones of a democracy. Joe Biden saying the same thing tonight and a historian 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country and if there's still free publishing houses and a free press, which I'm not certain of. But if that's true, a historian will say, What was at stake that night in November, this week, was the fact whether we would be a democracy in the future, whether our children would be arrested and killed. Wow, I had no idea. Quoting, so much for gas prices. (laughs) Okay, all right. So, hey, no big deal. No big deal. It's just whether their kids are going to be lined up and shot and killed. That's what's at stake. We no need to worry about them doing that to our kids. And let me ask you, if you believe the other side is doing that and you have ultimate power, how could you possibly live side by side with somebody you believe wants to round your kids up and kill them? How do you... How do you survive? How do you not round those people up? The Glenn Beck Program. Incredible. Real estate agents I trust. Uh, let's say you want to sell your house. If that idea sounds simple, I'm guessing you never done it before. So let me assure you, literally nothing about it, uh, you know, is fun. Nothing. Except for cashing the checks. That's a little fun. Same with buying a house, especially right now. If you don't have a real estate agent who absolutely has his or her game, you could easily be in for a a big loss, a really big loss. Look, realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a uh, service that my brother and I created years ago because we were both frustrated and we didn't know how to find, you know, a really good real estate agent in the area. I happen to be working and doing advertisements for 500 of the best real estate agents, according to the Wall Street Journal, in uh, in America. I learned from them. So we put this together. All it is is a recommendation of somebody in your area that we have really studied and we have really uh, scoped out, and we'll pass it on to you. It's a free service, realestateagentsitrust.com. Tomorrow night, election night coverage. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash midterms. The promo code REDWAVE for 30 bucks off.
I'm really proud of the work that uh, my team is doing right now. Um, our television producers and uh, and radio producers, with an exception of Stu, are doing remarkable work. Fr- uh, last Thursday, I released a podcast with Whitney Webb, and it is the most important hour I have done in my career. Uh, and if you have not listened to it yet, it came out Saturday, wherever you get your podcast, or you can find it on The Blaze. Um, but watch it. Know that she has, um, she's Ben Shapiro. Uh, and everything that Ben Shapiro has going for him, his mind, his intellect, his really fast talking, uh, it's all there. Uh, so I had a friend of mine write to me uh, Saturday and he said, been listening to this. He said, I've had to stop it from time to time and just think and then go back and listen to it again. He said, I probably listened to this thing four times now, um, but it is incredible. You want to understand what's coming. The most important hour I think I have done in my entire career of broadcast. And all I did was just ask a few questions of Whitney Webb. You do not want to miss it. Also, tomorrow, we begin our coverage of election night. And everybody from the network is going to be a part of it. And then some who are not, Megan Kelly is going to be joining us. We've got a really informative, uh, serious, and yet fun night planned. You will not see this anywhere else. Use us a second screen if you want, but we'll have first screen uh, information. There's no reason to go anyplace else, but if you feel comfortable, that is uh, that is fine. I just have to get my CNN in, Glenn. I, can't, I know, I, I know. can't miss it election night. Gotta I know. Be, wait, what's the guy, Steve, uh, the guy who's open in front of the Telestrator? Oh, uh, that guy. St- yeah, guy we all know that guy. Oh, on MSNBC? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, Steve. Pete. Why can't I think Steve of his name? Steve no one even knows. Ron. Anyway, he's kind of famous, right? He, oh, Steve. on MSNBC, you know I love, I, I I love him. Uh, we're going to get to Stu's election analysis here in uh, <laughs> just a couple of minutes. I want to give you a couple of other things that are really important. Steve By the Kordacki. Way, Steve Kordacki. That's what I was thinking. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nobody knows him, Stu. <laughs> yes, they Nobody do. Uh, people know who Steve him. Kordacki is. No, they don't. He draws no. on the thing and he circles uh, the stuff. I love and, that. Okay, good. And good then, for you. All right. His sleeves are rolled up. Thank you. So anyway, um, make sure you join us at uh, uh, blazetv.com slash, is it midterms? And the promo code is red wave. Okay. So make sure you join us uh, because also next week we have another huge, very important show uh, that you really need to know. You really need to know. And we'll tell you more about that later. Join us tomorrow. Okay. So there's, well, let me start here. I saw a story last week from the Netherlands. The Dutch government on Tuesday ordered China to immediately close their police stations in the Netherlands. Did you hear this? Reports say they're being used to harass dissidents. So if you are Chinese, uh, were from China, and you, you know, got the hell out of there, or you say anything about China that is, you know, taboo for China, 
they have these Chinese police stations. Now, they're operating in Amsterdam and Rotterdam, and they say that they're just offering diplomatic assistance. Uh, They have never declared themselves to the Netherlands government, and so they are uh, investigating and want to shut them down because they say they are there to intimidate anyone who speaks out against China. And I read that story, and we didn't have time to get to it last week, and I thought, geez, look at what's coming. Look at what's coming. Then, over the weekend, I saw another one. There are 54 police stations in 30 countries on five continents. Uh, We are looking now at the UK, Spain, Netherlands, Uh, You're looking at uh, Argentina, Chile, Brazil, Ecuador, uh, Nigeria, South Africa. It's all over. Germany, uh, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Ukraine, Serbia, Greece, um, Ireland. They're everywhere. Absolutely everywhere, including the United States. This is the story that just broke yesterday. The U.S. government must immediately investigate and shutter the recently discovered overseas Chinese government police station in New York City for potential violation of U.S. laws. In 2022, the Chinese Communist Party established secret police stations in over 100 cities around the world to conduct intimidation and harassment operations against overseas Chinese. I will tell you, without giving you any details, and I I am only scarce on the details, I'd love to tell you this story, but I'm scarce on the details because this American citizen is terrified for their life. Um, Again, I can't give you any details, But uh, he said something online about China, um, a Chinese um, agency reached out to him and said, you will stop this. We know where you live. We know your family and you will stop this. This guy was so terrified when I when I called him because we were working on something or hope to be working on something. And he said, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. He was terrified and he's here in the United States. And remember, Stu, we talked about it off the air. And I said, can you imagine being that terrified that somebody could get you here in the United States mm-hmm. from China? They have a secret police in America. And what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? Now, I'm going to tie this in. Now, listen to this. Political reception for the um, U.S. representatives, Lauren Underwood and Sean Caston. Biden said, and now what are we all worried about? What are we all worried about? Elon Musk goes in and buys an outfit that sends that spews lies all across the world. Now, I don't know what he meant by outfit. Did he mean Twitter or did he actually buy an outfit that spews lies? I'm not sure. Um, He said there's no editors anymore in America. There are no editors. 
How do we expect kids to be able to understand what's at stake? So you have a guy who's responsible for all of these lies, lies. Um, Twitter finally is holding the president responsible for some of the things that they tweet out. And he immediately attacks um, Elon Musk about spewing lies. He just started. He just started. What do you what do you even know about what he's doing? Okay, so you have him. Twitter advertisers now are being boycotted. Now, this is going to come as a surprise to you, but apparently they're all being organized with dark money from Soros, Clinton, and foreign networks. The campaign to pull corporate advertising uh, from Twitter, this is from Dossier, the Substack, following its purchase by SpaceX uh, founder Elon Musk, is being led by a network of left-wing dark money activists. Um, an advocacy, advocacy group formed in 2020 called Accountable Tech is organizing the pressure campaign, which thus far succeeded in having Pfizer, Audi, General Mills, and other corporations pull their advertising. Accountable Tech is taking credit for the organizing of an open letter signed by a dozen of progressive groups, which demanded that the multinational corporations cease, uh, uh, cease advertising on Twitter immediately. The letter says Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter came with his promise to advertisers like you that the social network would not transform into a free-for-all hellscape and it would remain warm and welcoming to all. Have you seen anything like a hellscape on Twitter? No, it's the same exact thing right now. I, mean, <clears throat> I don't think anything's really changed. We, the undersigned corporations, call on you to notify Musk and publicly commit that you will cease all advertising uh, on Twitter globally if he follows through on his plans to undermine brand safety and community standards, including gutting content moderation. Now, who funds Accountable Tech? Well, that is funded by the North Fund. Follow me on this. Who's the North Fund? The North Fund is controlled and funded by Arabella Advisors. But who's Arabella Advisors? If you watch my TV show, I did a whole Wednesday night special on this about uh, five months ago. Arabella is the for-profit philanthropic philanthropic. Thank you, <laughs> consulting company founded. By Clinton's uh, confidant, uh, Eric Kessler. Hmm. Another Clinton network operative is also the co-founder of Accountable Tech. They also employ former Clinton campaign off, um, operative as its digital director. So you have George Soros, Bill Clinton, or I mean Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, uh, and... You have all of the dark money putting this together, but you wouldn't know that. These are the people that have spent $1.2 billion on the election cycle. This one, I'm sorry, 2020. $1.2 billion. Where are they getting all that money? Where? That's a lot of money. This was just founded. Where are they getting $1.2 billion? Well, I will tell you 
that George Soros is a big part of that, but apparently they also get some funding from overseas as well. Hmm, isn't that weird? Now, last thing, because remember we were talking about Chinese police, and then we went to Twitter and China and how uh, Twitter is just horrible, says Joe Biden. Chinese spyware app TikTok has now hired a longtime Democratic flack who served as President Joe Biden's 2020 campaign press secretary and deputy Pentagon spokesman. This according to the Daily Mail. So wait a minute. We have TikTok that is a communist spy organization that is data collecting on Americans. We know it's dangerous. We have a, a, a Chinese police station in countries all over the world, including ours, that's intimidating. And Joe Biden and the Pentagon's former spokesperson or deputy spokesperson just went to work for them. Hmm. Wow. Stunning. And who is it again that's engaging in all of the disinformation? Not pleasant to hear, but the truth is debt is like cancer. It grows bigger and bigger and bigger over time. And that is especially true of high interest debts like credit cards. Credit card debt is up 13% in the country compared to last year, and the interest rates just continue to rise as time goes on. And the Biden administration attempts to pull us out of inflation. It's insanity, and you need to steer clear of it. I want you to take 10 minutes now and give American Financing a call. Absolutely, you absolutely, positively need to have the experts on your side when it comes to protecting your fiscal future. You're not in any better hands anyplace else. These guys are the best. They've been America's home for home loans for about two decades, and they can help you out. Whether it's working with the equity in your home to pay off things that you need right now or one of the many other options, they're going to be there. I can't recommend American financing high enough. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. So over the weekend, um, Biden vowed to shut down coal plants, quoting all across America, end quote. You want to know what you're voting for tomorrow? The madness to end. The madness to end. He said coal, coal plants are costing too much money to build. Yes, because of the way you are regulating them out of business. He said, so it's going to become wind generation. So all of our coal plants are going to become wind farms there's not enough wind or farm to be able to replace coal with it is crazy crazy if you think you're worried about gas prices heating prices 
or being cold or hot. Wait until this happens. Now, Joe Manchin, who I have absolutely no sympathy for. West Virginia, you got to get rid of this guy. First opportunity you can. This guy sold you out. President Biden's comments are not only outrageous and divorced from reality. They ignore the severe economic pain the American people are feeling because of rising energy costs. Yeah, you think? You think? You got into bed with the devil, Joe. Oh, my gosh. It seems his positions change depending on the audience and the politics of the. He hasn't changed his politics. He said this in 2020. You just refuse to believe him. He said, let me be clear. This is something the president has never said to me. Oh, really? Well, he said it to all of America all during the 2020 campaign. I'm sorry that he left it out when he talked to you. The Glenn Beck Program.